welcome to Align Your Mind, the podcast that helps you change your life and achieve your goals through the power of thought work. My name is Chelsea Tanner and I'm a certified life coach. I love talking about all things mindset and today is the start of a three-part series called 30 Things I Learned Before Turning 30. I turned 30 in about a month and I'm actually really excited about it, Um, but I wanted to share some things that have helped me through my 30-year journey on this planet so far. So I'll be throwing some bonus things in there too that have helped me that aren't as mindset driven, but people should definitely know them. Um, All right, so without further ado, let's begin with number one. You are what you say you are. So do you think you're a procrastinator? Do you identify as lazy? Do you repeatedly say you're not good at something? These things matter because they come true. I used to think that I wasn't smart and when I changed my opinion of myself, I changed my life. The more I think on purpose about myself, the more empowered I feel. I believe in my own ability to figure things out unconditionally, meaning there's no circumstance that I would say, okay, can't handle this one, just gonna give up now. (laughs) And this is really incredible to build with yourself because whatever you think about yourself manifests in your actions. It happens if you have a thought, it creates an emotion which will drive your actions. These actions are a direct result of what thought and feeling you have, and your brain will go to work to prove that right through your actions. So taking responsibility for these thoughts can have such a big impact on your life because when we take responsibility for them, we can change them. When we don't, we feel like a victim. We feel like we don't have control. So that's number one. You are what you say you are. Number two, processing emotions is a skill and you should get really good at it. The worst thing usually that will happen if you try something new is a feeling. So most people are extremely afraid of their emotions, (laughs) but I think it also goes hand in hand with their self-talk. If you try something new and it doesn't work out, how do you treat yourself? Do you soothe yourself through negative emotion, disappointment, or embarrassment? Or do you keep ripping yourself to shreds so you feel even worse? I used to do this and I was terrified to make any mistakes ever. I used to get full on mad at myself and punish myself in weird ways. No wonder I never wanted to put myself out there. I just didn't know how to process emotion and I beat myself up if I did something wrong. When you learn to process emotions instead of avoiding them, you get to know that they're just temporary, that you live through them and you don't actually die from embarrassment, though it might feel like it. (laughs) The more you process, the more willing you are to feel those emotions. If you're willing to feel any emotion, you may stop habits like emotional eating or over drinking or doom scrolling to avoid your emotions. If you are willing to feel anything, you can do new things with confidence. This is something that literally changed my life. If you want to learn more about processing emotions, check out episode two of this podcast. It's called All the Feels, and I go through this entire process. So, number three, accomplishments and experience don't guarantee confidence. I want to say that again. Accomplishments 
and experience don't guarantee confidence. I was more insecure and miserable at one of the top summer music festivals in the country than I had ever been. It was after my master's and I found myself at the festival trying to get feedback that I was good enough. I was always seeking external validation. It was like it was my job. I thought that would be enough to help me feel confident. I know I didn't play my best or do my best because of all this mental drama and anxiety. I was so consumed with wanting to fit in that I ate and drank my way through the whole summer because I just didn't want to feel anxious anymore. I didn't stop to ask myself what I thought of my own playing. This didn't cross my mind for some reason because we're largely never taught to do this as classical musicians or students in general. My insecurity wasn't because I wasn't getting enough external validation, it was because there was absolutely no internal validation, even when I did get some external praise. I wish I could go back and give that girl a hug and tell her what I know now, but honestly, that was such a clarifying experience for me. I think I needed to go through that to be where I am now. What creates confidence is our thoughts about ourselves. Our thoughts create confidence because our thoughts create our emotions. If you want to feel confident, look inward, not outward. Number four, I always know what's best for me. This one took me until this year to learn. (laughs) In the past year, I guess. Um, Some people learn this early. Some people never learn this at all and do whatever society or others tell them to do. Though at first, it seems scary to think, I know it's best for me. Because then you're 100% responsible for whatever happens. But it's ultimately freeing. We want a manual for our life. That's why people read self-development books, right? They want directions so they can blame the directions when something doesn't work. It's like when people go on a diet and they say, well, I followed everything and it still didn't work, and then they give up. When we take full responsibility for everything in our lives, we can make decisions from a place of clarity. But when we blame or think people made us do this or that, or think that life is so unfair, we fall into mental drama. You always know what's best for you. Take responsibility for that and make decisions based on what you want for yourself and for your future self. I also want to mention that when people give you advice on what would be best for you, they're doing so through their own filter and their own experience. They know what would be best for them in that situation, not necessarily you, and vice versa. You might think you know what's best for someone, but ultimately you only know what's best for you. Keep this in mind when you're giving advice. Also, I should mention then that this list is what works best for me. These things that I've learned work for me in my life. Feel free to take or leave anything you want. Number five, when you feel negative emotion towards someone, they don't feel it, you do. This is true because we're not Care Bears. We cannot shoot love out of our bellies at each other, right? And have people feel it. I want you to think about someone you love right now. Think about how much you love them and why you love them. Notice you're feeling love right now, not them. They probably don't even know that you're feeling love for them. You're feeling love for them, but they can't feel it. 
They create love for you with the thoughts they think and feel about you. This is useful to know because if you want to change your feelings towards someone, they're all created by the thoughts in your brain that you choose to think. If you're feeling hatred towards someone, they don't feel that hate. You do. They have to have a thought about it that creates the feeling of hatred for them right? So the question really is then, do you want to feel this way? Do you want to feel hatred? If not, you've got options. Different thoughts are always available to you free of charge at any time. Give yourself some options. Ask yourself, how could someone else think of this? Number six, relationships are based solely on our thoughts. If you want to have a loving relationship with someone, think thoughts about them or about the relationship that make you feel love. If you want to feel at peace with someone, this could be someone who is in your life or no longer in your life. What thoughts can you think about that situation that are going to make you feel at peace? Brainstorm. If you really want to feel differently, this is important to give yourself space to come up with new thoughts. Relationships don't even have to be with other people think about the relationship you have with your job with your business with your art when i think about how my relationship with my flute playing used to be how i talked about it how i thought about it it was so negative and pretty toxic i almost never took the time to feel love for what i did on purpose or feel excited about my own ability. These things can change so much in your life. Do you love what you do? Do you want to love what you do? Write all the things you love about what you do. Then notice how you speak about it. How do you treat it? Do you speak about it in a caring way? Do you take care of it? It's like, do you take care of your flute playing if you're a flute player do you take care of your business if you're on an entrepreneur this is something i think about in my business do i love it how do i talk about it how do i think about it do i believe in it unconditionally i write all of these things down every day so i'm intentional about my relationships instead of just reacting to whatever's happening i feel so much more grounded this way seven The stories we have about our past impacts our future. When you tell a story from your past, maybe something you think is unfair, how does it make you feel now? That story in your head that you rehearse and play over and over are thoughts that create an emotion. And that emotion affects your current state, not your past state. Do you tell your story as a victim? That'll probably create powerlessness not back then but powerlessness right now then when people operate in the world from a place of powerlessness that has such a profound impact on our lives when i tell the story of my childhood or my parents divorce or anything that i thought was upsetting i try to tell it from a positive perspective or at least a neutral perspective I think, how could this have been the best thing that happened? How can I show compassion for all of the people in this story? Every person. 
How can I give them all the benefit of the doubt? This is truly taking responsibility for your own life. You get to retell the past however you want to. And why not tell it in a way that makes you feel good for the sake of you feeling good? Number eight. There are no rules. (laughs) Okay. There is nary a person who follows the rules as strictly as I do, or at least as I used to. I'm a recovering, avid rule follower. (laughs) I would never believe there would be exceptions to rules because why are there rules if there wouldn't be, if there would be exceptions? Like that didn't make sense to me. (laughs) I used rules as a way to feel secure when I didn't want to ask myself what was best for me. I let rules run my life, societal rules, school rules, all the rules. What I learned now is that there are no manuals for how to be a person in the world. You get to make it up. You get to change it as you go. But really creating who you want to be for yourself is so cool. How do you want to operate? What boundaries or rules do you want to live by? Not the ones that you just know. What feels best to you? What are the rules you have for yourself in your life right now? How is that working for you? All of these things are really incredible to consider because you may just be holding yourself back in ways you don't realize. Number nine, question your thoughts and beliefs every day. I added the every day on there because it isn't like you'll wake up one day and your human brain won't have negative thoughts anymore. There is no destination for your human brain like that. That will not happen. You'll always have your brain with you and it will always have a negative bias. So when we go through life believing whatever thoughts pop into our head, we limit ourselves. We limit ourselves to the functional, sometimes primitive thoughts that may or may not serve us. And this creates a life on autopilot. The brain likes to create thought habits and patterns. It's most efficient. So if you're really used to thinking a thought like thinner is always better because you've been sent explicit and implicit signals about that your whole life, if you never question that thought, you may be perpetually dieting forever or always view your body as not good enough. This can be applied to any belief about any topic. Our thoughts aren't inherently true. Our brain takes outside world things and remembers them, and then it throws them out at us as our thoughts, right? In our own voice. Do we really want to believe that thinner is always better? Probably not. But unless we question ourselves and don't believe everything we think, we'll always operate with that belief number 10 you are always worthy and all the rest is fun this is a big one in the abhorrent hustle culture of today we may think that our worthiness is based on our productivity our status how much money we make where we live what we have and what we don't have but i want you to think about other people for a second is someone with more or less money or a job that is higher or lower in status are they any less worthy or more worthy because of these things of course not 
right? Like I would never think someone is unworthy because of their circumstances or their past mistakes. So why did I do this to myself? We're told that we'll be happy if we check all the boxes and follow all the rules. We aren't taught that we are baseline good enough and worthy enough always as humans by just being. But we are. Even if the worst case scenario happened, really think through that. Would you be okay? You'd still be a human being with your brain. You would still be worthy. What if you were always worthy and all the rest got to be fun? When I got coached on this myself, I realized just how much pressure I was putting on myself to be quote-unquote good enough or worthy enough to be deserving enough. (laughs) This really put so many things into perspective. This sentence... I set as my phone screen background, I'm always worthy, all the rest is fun. And it changed everything for me. I found myself reading it every time that I checked what time it was, and it sank in. This made me less worried, less concerned about being a certain way and doing certain things. I no longer feel the need to prove myself in order to be worthy. I want to just pause. I no longer feel the need to prove myself in order to be worthy. This is what hustle culture is, right? And all of that is from a single thought that I kept on thinking that turned into a belief. This led me to radical self-acceptance and honestly, now self-love. But more on that in the next episode. I want to share just a few more bonus things that I learned um, that are weirdly all centered around transportation. Okay, here we go. Number one, TSA pre-check is totally worth it. It lasts for like five years and it's just so nice. You basically just get to keep your shoes on and it doesn't even work at every airport, but I still really think it's a great thing. Number two. If your car insurance lapses, your rates go up an insane amount. So don't let your car insurance lapse. I asked one of the agents on the phone about that, and they thought it was probably the worst thing that could ever happen of all time. So just keep that in mind. Um, Always, oh, this is number three. Always get the extra insurance on car rentals. Uh, Yeah. A rock could hit your window, and then you could pay like $600. So, just words the wise. Number four, if you can help it, never book a flight with two layovers. This is terrible, and you wish you had paid the extra money. Literally, it's terrible. It's not worth it. Pay the extra 50 bucks. <laughs> um, yeah, number five, visualize your day-to-day at your destination and make your packing list from that experience right so if you visualize yourself getting up go through your mental checklist all the things you need and make your packing list from there think about all the things you're going to be doing all the things you might need all the things you might think visualization is amazing okay number six podcasts are perfect for driving and books are perfect for flying once again take or leave this advice but i i uh, think that those things are perfect matches and number seven 
ask yourself the question, how could this go well? Your brain really only asks like, oh my gosh, what if this goes wrong? (laughs) But when you hear that from yourself, um, ask how it could be great and then answer it, right? Like answer yourself, how could this be amazing for myself? (sighs) Okay, so those are the first 10 things that I wanted to share that I learned before turning 30. There will be 10 more in the next episode and the final 10 in the third part. Um, I hope that you got something from this This work has truly changed my life in so many ways, and you'll hear a little bit more about that in the next episode. Um, If you're interested in changing your life in a similar way and want to work on your thoughts, um, email me. My email is in the show notes, and contact me. We can set up a free one-on-one consultation to see if we would be good to work together. All right, I hope you have a beautiful week. The theme music for this podcast is a song called Already Gone by Paper Morning. They're an amazing band and you can hear more from them in the link in the show notes.